0: And welcome into the producers podcast. My name is Kevin Kister. That is Ty Fuji. What's good? What's going on, man? Welcome to the producers podcast.
1: You currently work on Sandy and Sean, man, and your old show, your old stomping ground. My, my I old said stomping it was just with Sandy. I, you were so I on worked
0: it. with Sandy and Sean, but separate times. Yeah, I worked with Sandy before, and then Sandy moved with Orlando and Cecil, or not with Orlando and Cecil. It was Sandy and Orlando, and then I worked with Sean Drotar before I took over with. With the drive,
1: yeah. Although, although it's been weird for me because mine's been roundabout. I started on the uh, late night with Sean. I got taken off of it
0: because mandates, and then I got put back onto it. Well, there you go. Well, now, now you're back, and you got a great huh. show. Yeah, you got the best post game show in the in the in the city. Yeah, man. We get, I get <laughs> we get to cover the ABS. We get to cover the dude, Nuggets. Why is they play? Dude, Speaking of the ABS, I, and it, you still got to pinch me because. I woke up today and I was like I knew we had to record this episode and I was like gosh dang it man I see it, I see it like a TikTok on Facebook the abs are Stanley Cup champions I, I still I'm not, I'm not over I can't I'm I
1: i can not get used to it I'm still like my, my heart flutters every time I think about it like I've been getting uh, I've been getting my championship t-shirts in Oh and, you've been getting uh, the shirts been, in Yeah they've been trickling in cuz you know there's been a, a lot of demand you Wait know Wait a
0: minute I haven't even gotten mine shirt
1: I got. I ordered mine the and night. I ordered.
0: Of. I ordered mine online. Yeah, me too. Really?
1: Yeah, I guess I, I guess they'd like me better. Well,
0: you ordered it night of the of the cha- of the the night that won the cup. Yeah. I ordered mine a couple days after because none of these stores had the correct size for me. Oh yeah, and they were never the right color. I was at I was at stores and they had like three different shades of gray. I was like, no, I want the charcoal gray because that's yeah. what they wore in the locker room. It's been a disaster. But it got me thinking when I was watching some highlights today, is this the greatest avalanche team of all time? And to I, I guess to meet these requirements, I guess you kind of got to win the Stanley cup to be qualified for one of the greatest of all time, right? Oh, 100%.
1: And yeah, you have to win the championship. You can't just be not, really no, insanely good
0: and yeah. just peer out. Yeah. You can't be no Western conference finals team. You can't choke. Yeah. Because when I look at this team, it's, it, it, this team was stacked, and this team was favorite to win the Stanley Cup. You look at the old the the the, the team in '95 and '96 that won the cup. You think then you look at the 2001 team that won the cup. In '95 and '96, that was the first season they were here in Colorado. Yep. They came from Quebec. Obviously, everyone knows that. But that team was stacked and was contenders. Uh huh. But they were still seen as, you know.
1: The Red Wings were still the powerhouse of the NHL the at Red that Wings point. Red Wings
0: powerhouse.
1: You know they won the sixty-two games, the most in NHL history at that point. Right. Like they, like the Avalanche, they were kind of the afterthought. They were kind of the little brother until they got Patrick Waugh.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I don't think the Avalanche win those first two Stanley Cups without Patrick Waugh.
1: And by extension, not without the Red Wings, because the game that got at uh, the Canadians to trade
0: him. Was against the Red Wings. That's right. That is right. The seven goals came against that he had to that he was he gave up uh, came against the Detroit Red Wings, and that's when he demanded the trade. Yep. You know, so thank you Red Wings for creating somewhat of a mini dynasty for the Colorado Avalanche or at least five fun years between the Avalanche and the Detroit Red Wings. But when I look at this Avs team, Ty, this team was favored from day one. Yep. Literally. I'm looking at the
1: preseason odds right now. The Avalanche have the bet had the best odds. The closest team behind them is, is the Lightning.
0: So it was the top two teams that were favored. Yep. Were expected to be in the Stanley Cup and ended up in the Stanley Cup. That doesn't happen often. I know no. a lot of people might look at, you know, might pull up their apps and say, hey man, oh, that team's favored. I'm picking them to win the the, the entire thing in any sports league. The Avs team this season actually did that. Yeah, and the and the thing that that made it more impressive was when you look at last year's Avalanche team. They lost, They lose to the, to the Vegas Golden Knights. They choke. in the second round. You're up two nothing. Lose four in a row. Yeah, you know this team was built to win last year. Obviously, you lose Nazem Kadri to the stupid suspension and all the, and all that drama. But they were built to win last year as well.
1: Yeah, I mean Joe Sakic even said this is the deepest and best this team will ever be. Well,
0: and, and they got deeper this
1: year. Yep, and they, they went out and got did. Helm.
0: They went out and got Manson. Caudry played exceptionally well.
1: Yeah, they got a future core guy in Artri Lekinen. Like their yes, their, their deadline was elite. They got Josh Manson in the deadline too. Yep,
0: yep, yeah. It, it was it was phenomenal of what Joe Sakic did at the trade deadline. Everything Joe Sakic touches literally turns to gold.
1: Yeah, like I, I've been seeing a meme going around. Like like other other teams have Joe Sakic's number as scam likely
0: who who's who wait who's scam likely
1: other teams have joe stockicks number in their address book as scam likely
0: oh okay okay i get i thought this was going to be like a marvel character or something cuz i've never seen any of the marvel movies so a what it, it sounded like uh it sounded like a little a villain in a, in a marvel movie but but this avalanche team the thing that really impressed me the most ty was when they heard all the noise. You heard the noise. and you know the players heard the noise. Yeah. And what the noise was you can't get out of the second round. You heard you hear Nathan McKinnon last season after they lose the series to Vegas. I've been here nine years, haven't won blankety blank. You knew this team was on a mission this year.
1: Yeah, and I spent a lot of time on Reddit and like they every guy it was licking their chops. They were, they were looking for a new
0: team to dunk on. The Abs were th- going to be the new Capitals. It, the, yeah, they were. They were going to be the new Capitals. But this team, they they knew there was noise, and but they kept their nose to the ground and didn't look up. They they knew we're not going to we're not going to get in this situation. And I think the last three years that they lost in the in the second round actually kind of built and more um, molded them to who they are right now. Yeah. Because you lose because you weren't playing your game. You lose because you weren't tough enough. You lose because the goaltending t- goal goaltending wasn't good enough. You know, over those you three lose because you can't play defense. Yeah, you lose because you weren't good on defense. You weren't tough enough. You, it, just so many different scenarios. Yeah, and you molded Joe Saki molded this team to say, you know what? Hey, we got Kadri back, and we are the, a tougher team. In fact, we're probably the toughest team in the NHL. 100%. You know, uh, St. Louis tried to bully the ABS around. That didn't work. Yep. Matter of fact, the series was over
1: as soon as they tried to play bully hockey. Yeah. As soon as they tried started goofing it up.
0: Yeah. And, and and you look, oh, they're they're not skillful enough. They were better skilled than the Edmonton Oilers. They swept them in the conference final. They swept the best player in the world right out of no, the playoffs. No, 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 no. That we have the best player in the world playing for this Avalanche team. We have two of the best players in the world.
1: Yeah, I was about to say which one. Which one are you yeah, talking about? Pick and choose. <laughs>
0: K- Connor, uh, Connor McDavid, Connor Nathan, Mc, Nathan, McKinnon, or or uh, Kale McCarr. That's probably Kale McCarr right now. Yeah, right now, the the next Bobby
1: Orr with more hardware than anyone at this point in his career. Yeah, exactly. I
0: mean, but, no one's done what Kale yeah. McCarr's done. Calder, Norris, Conn Smythe. But you look at this Stanley Cup. Team, but you look at this team. They did everything. That every question mark that, or every question that was brought out there and asked. Yep. They answered that question. Are we tough enough? Oh, heck yeah, we are! Absolutely. You know, are we skillful enough? Oh, heck yeah, we are. Hey, is the goaltending good enough? Remember, that was the question all season. Time.
1: Yeah, it was. Oh, I kept hearing that question all postseason. I Sandy asked, was asking that
0: every every single night we that came up. I asked it at the beginning of the season. I asked it in the middle of the season because every time I look at the score uh, at the box score, or I was I was I was able to watch most of the games all season because of my TV package. Um, yeah, likewise. I know a lot of people,
1: and not to that's mention a, that's a
0: different topic. Not to
1: mention I I work here.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we we have it here in, in the studio, so we're able to during post game. Yep, we're able to watch it, and you know I'd be at home and I'd sit there and say, the Avs got to score five to six goals a night because Kemper and Francois are going to give up three goals a night. Yeah, and 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 and, and, it, and it was frustrating, and I got to thinking, man, hopefully come playoff time, maybe. They can slow they they can slow the, off, the opposing yeah. offense down and help Kemper out. They never did, but guess what? Kemper did. Kemper went out in the playoffs in the Stanley Cup final and yeah. played amazing. He stepped up. Where he it stepped up. Then you look at like Game Six yep. when he, hey, this is a must win game. Hey, we don't want to go to Game Seven. What's yeah. he do? Gives up one goal,
1: and and that one goal was was a gimme. It was a, it was a free play caused
0: by Tampa Bay. It, nothing you could really do about it. And what did the Abs do in the third period? They played best, their best defense, best defense in, of the, of whole the entire season. season in one period. That was the best defensive period they've ever played all season. Like the entire game was just dead.
1: They sent them away every single turn. There was only one opportunity that Lightning had, and as soon as, as soon as uh, Kemper blocked that one, done.
0: Yeah, game over. You knew when they pulled their when uh, when Tampa Bay pulled their goalie with about. Gosh, how many minutes? There was a few minutes left.
1: Yeah, just just a couple yeah, of and minutes. You're,
0: and you're sitting there, you're like, okay, Tampa Bay is gonna get one really good shot. They're gonna get one good look. But son of a gun, does Kemper have to block that? We knew there was gonna be a number of shots on net. Yeah. But we knew one of them was gonna be the best look. And Darcy blocked it.
1: Yep. And their other best look got blocked by Landy Skate. <laughs>
0: yeah. I thought which by the way, I thought Landis Cog like broke his leg or something. Yeah, I didn't know he broke his skate.
1: Yeah, and and McKinnon just dragging him off the ice like Saving Private Ryan.
0: <laughs> yes, dude, that's that that could be one of the images in the Denver Post newspaper. You know how they they might do an uh, a version where they do like twenty pages of the Avalanche Cup run. That image has got to be on there. It has because to be. he sacrificed his body. I literally thought he broke a bone in his shin or his leg or something, or even his foot. Yeah. I, that's why I thought he couldn't get off the ice cuz he was hurt. No, he just lost to skate, which pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah. And that
1: took the, two of their best players out of the play. Yeah. yeah. Lady couldn't skate
0: and, and McKinnon had to drag him off. Yeah, that it, what what an image. But when you look when you compare this team tie, is this the greatest Avs team ever or is it the 2001 Avs? Is it the the first Stanley Cup run Avs in 95 and 96?
1: Honestly, I think this one is the best.
0: This one.
1: This one is the best because they were head and shoulders, definitively the best team throughout the entire season. They he coasted throughout the entire uh, regular season. I mean, they had a 19 game point streak. They had a, a 18 game home winning streak in the middle of the season, and people were asking if they had peaked too early. Right? You remember that discourse? Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, but it, I it was just it. the abs. Just. So, to form. Well so okay, who let me just ask you this and we'll play devil's advocate. Who is the second best team? Is it the 01 team with Ray Borg?
1: Absolutely, the 01 team. Okay. I think it, it was so, because
0: o- so obviously you believe if they were to both play head to head, this twenty twenty two twenty one twenty two 22 Avs team is better than that 2001 team. If they were to play, this team beats them. That's what you're saying, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying okay. I'm saying that because I think it comes to the, to the blue line too because the abs this version of the abs blue line can skate with anybody. They can skate with Joe Sackick. They can shut him down, I'm pretty sure. They can skate with uh, Forsberg. They can, they can probably shut him down. And they can probably put enough shots on goal to beat Waugh. You
0: think they could put enough shots on to beat Patrick Waugh? At least a few times. Okay, okay. Yeah. So just for fun, what's the score of the game? What's the score of the game? Uh let
1: let's say it's five to four.
0: Five four b- because high I, scoring.
1: B- yeah, because I know Frankie's gonna give up up some goals, but well, w- well when this, well, app, this when the twenty one mean
0: you mean Darcy Kemper. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Darcy. Yeah, Dar-
0: <laughs> Darcy. Yeah, he'll give up five or a four goals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And besides, if they gun it up, I think the abs can punish them pretty well too. Especially with Claude Lemieux and, and if, if Forsberg tries to fire back. Yeah, like, I mean they, like this abs team can they can stand up to it. They're not affected by another team getting out of their skin. They'll just play.
0: Okay, so I think we can both agree. The 2001 goalie is better than the 2022 goalie. 100%. Patrick Waugh, in my opinion, is the greatest goalie of all time. Forget Martin Brodeur. Patrick Waugh beats out Darcy Kemper. That's pretty obvious. I think everyone will come to that conclusion. Yeah. And then you come out, okay, let's do the captains. We got Joe Sackick versus Gabe Landeskog, Or or do you want to say it's Nathan McKinnon versus Joe Sackick? Well that's probably a better comparison. Yeah,
1: that's definitely a better comparison we'll, because they're we'll say that's a the superstars. We'll
0: say that's a push. Yeah. That, that, I, I, that's a, they're both gonna be Hall of Fame. One is yeah. a Hall of Famer, one will be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's a push. Okay. And then you look at who who else you got? You got Ray Bork on defense. Yeah, Ray Bork. And you got Rob Blake. Both yeah. of those guys are on the ice at, at one point. But then you look at the Avs team. You had uh, you had Tays, and then you had Kale McCarr. Yep. So let's take Kale McCarr over, probably either one of the defensemen for the O one team. Yeah, either are. And then Taze, we'll take we'll take Rob Blake or Ray Bork over Tays. I, I think that's yeah, it's pretty easy. He's a great player, but not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Kale no. McCarr is on his way to be one of the greatest of all time. <laughs>
1: Again, the next Bobby Orr. A right-handed it, Bobby Orr. Yeah,
0: and it, in fact, he might become better than Bobby Orr. That's, Absolutely. That's crazy Like about. he He's probably going to have a longer career than Bobby Orr. I mean, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the, and then, you know, the Avs in in 01, they had Alex Tange, who scored two goals in Game 7 against the New Jersey Devils. Yep. Who's Alex Tange compared to on this Avalanche team? Hmm. Uh, kind of like that sixth man. Is he Nazim Kadri? Is he JT Confer, who had had some big goals in the series?
1: Ooh. I, I think let's compare him to Kadri because Kadri was like Kadri.
0: Yeah, let's compare. Like the, okay. him to
1: Kadri because Kadri was definitely the most instrumental guy. Kadri had big goals. Yep. Tenge had big
0: goals. Yep. I, I think I'm taking Kadri. Me too, because he he really adds he that was, edge. Kadri might have been the most Valuable player, probably in the playoffs.
1: Absolutely, you know when it, when
0: it came down to it, they actually needed Kadri
1: Yep, one hundred percent. Because the Abs, they needed Cadre to get, in a way with a, get away with uh get away with with a win in Game Four. Mm-hmm. When they go into that series, is they go into that game uh, with a must win. That set the core. That's that paved the way for Game Six. And
0: and, and let's tell everyone. Game Four was the one where they, we lost the puck. Yep. In the net. <laughs> yeah. The the one
1: they the lining put a hissy fit over. Yeah. Over too many men.
0: So and and you were okay. Let's talk about that game real fast here because we were both working that night here in the yep. studio, and you guys had started uh, just fan late night. It wasn't apps yep. post game yet because the game was still going on. But I had just finished with Cecil and Orlando. And I remember I was in the I was out here in the bullpen area where we got two giant like seventy inch TVs. We're freaking out, man! It's going into overtime. It was like I can't make it home. I have like a thirty minute drive. I'm not making it home in twenty minutes yeah. unless I'm going a hundred miles an hour. And I was it was me, Orlando, and Matt Smith, and we're just we're a nervous wreck. Yeah, because the Avs had so many shots on goal, and that that, that, yeah, that they, overtime. they had
1: so many opportunities. Logan
0: and Connor's breakaway, and Vasilevsky just shut it down. Yeah. It it, dude, it was it was unbelievable. Obviously, your guys' TV is faster than ours. Yep. But you get did you guys hear us screaming? Yeah, we did. It was <laughs> it was it was loud. Like matter of fact, I
1: fired off the. We have a special liner for the Avs post game. I fired that off early. I I really thought they won it, but n- nobody knew if they it was actually done <laughs> because no one saw the goal other than Mo Byram. He saw the puck in the net. Yeah, other than Bo Byram and, and, and Stamkos. That, who tried to jimmy the puck out of the net. That, <laughs> tried that, to steal
0: the puck. That, that's, that's unheard of. That's, that, was, that game was the most valuable game of the series. Yep. Made by probably the most valuable player of the series, Bousam Kadri, And probably the most valuable player of the season. I, I'm not saying he was the best player of the season, but he was probably the most valuable. He had one point less than Nathan McKinnon the entire season. Yep. Think about how good Kadri played. And he, and he missed significant time. And he missed significant time. Let's let's transition this. Is this the greatest Colorado team in Colorado sports history? Is this the best team in Colorado sports history? It is, yeah. and and we can compare it. I mean, we let's start back. We have the 1990 Colorado Buffaloes. They beat Notre Dame in the Orange Bowl. You know, we got Chad Brown on that team. You know, we got Charles Johnson on that team. We had a lot of guys here that worked here that were on that team. Um, you got the Denver Broncos, the 97 team, the yep. 98 team. Yep. You got the 2015 Broncos. We already said this is the best Avalanche team ever. Can we, we can't really compare it to the 07 Rockies because the Rockies didn't win it. Nope. They got swept out of the playoffs. I guess we could compare it to some of the DU Pioneer hockey teams, but that's no. Yeah. Um, I, I, man, you, when you look at the Broncos. You want to say that twenty fifteen team because they had. Well, you, you it, want to say it. I you, would. You want to say it. I. I would. I wish I could say it, just because of. We all know how big of a Peyton Manning fan I am. Yep. But we got to be real. I can't be fanboy. I got to be realistic, Ty. Yeah, let's let's, let's be real. That, I, that team. Uh, trust me, Peyton did, Manning. In my opinion is the greatest quarterback of all time. But he yeah. did not have the year where I could say this Broncos team was better than the other two Broncos teams. Had the better defenses, yeah, it, without a doubt. But it was so one-sided. It was so one-sided. It yeah. was never it was never a complete team. They yeah. had one complete game that year against the Packers. <laughs> good good thing you. right to have
1: a a complete game against. Wor- worst game of Rogers' career. Oh, but, dude, yeah. it was
0: the worst game I've ever seen from a quarterback. I'll, I'll say that I've ever seen live. But let's compare. Okay, let's compare this Avs team to that. Well, I guess we should say what was the best Broncos team, and then we'll we'll bracket it up and put. Them in the championship against this 2022 Avs team. Well, I think the answer is clear. It's, it's that 98 Broncos team. You like the 98
1: team? I, I prefer the
0: 98 team. I think it, it's still better. And this is this for everyone out there. This is the the team <laughs> that two. won the second Super Bowl. Now I got it. I always have an issue with that t- with that team. Oh, really? I have an issue saying they were better than the previous team. And I'll tell you why. Yes, they went. They won. Was it 13 in a row? They, they go undefeated for 13 straight games. Mm-hmm. But during that time, John Elway missed a number of games. John Elway yeah, did not true. play that's that true. full season. Bubby yeah. Brister came in. Yeah. To me, that's similar to the 2015 Broncos because Peyton Manning missed a number of games. Brock Osweiler had come in. So, they, so to, me, I, to me, it's got to be a complete season. You
1: think so? Because uh, honestly, I think that speaks to the depth to the strength of that Broncos team overall. That okay, so you're John s- Elway missed a quarter of the season, and they still went
0: undefeated in that stretch. So, okay, so you think you got to give them a plus because Bubby Brister, the depth of the back, the depth of the quarterback position was so good. You know that Bubby well, Brister, the, the was... team
1: around Bubby Brister, because at that point that was Terrell Davis's offense. Let's let's be honest, right. That And for,
0: and that's the year Terrell Davis wins MVP, goes for 2,000 yards. Yep. Fun fact about that, it's his 2,000-yard season, he missed eight quarters.
1: Two he did not games. play
0: in eight quarters. Yep. That's two, two games. He rushed for 2,000 yards in 14 games, realistically.
1: Yeah. And in, in 2008, I mean, uh, sorry, <laughs> thinking of the yards, <laughs> in, in 1998, I mean, combined with the playoffs, two th- he had the most – Rushing, rushing yards yeah. in an entire season if you include the playoffs.
0: Yeah. And it's and that record still stands today. Yep. That is remarkable. That's probably the that's you know what? No, it is. That's the greatest single season rushing season of all time. Ever. Because, of all time. Yeah,
1: cuz none of the other 2000-yard rushers they none of them went to the championship. None of them won their team this the the Super Bowl.
0: Yep. I like the 97 team better. Because of John Elway played the entire season. That season was the magical season. That season was the season that most Broncos country is going to remember. I don't think a lot of people will remember. They might actually get the two teams a little mixed, I think, Broncos country. Just because they're like, oh, dude, that 98 team was so good. Yeah, but that that 97 team was, I think, even better just because Elway played great the entire season. Terrell had a... Great season as usual. I mean, when did Terrell never have a good season after up until his injury? You know, I I I just like that team. They had it was basically the same team, except ninety seven. You had John Elway the entire the entire time, and, and to me, that's that's the the deciding factor between the two teams. They were both really they were both in top five odds to win the Super Bowl, but the, but. The '97 team upset the Green Bay Packers. They proved that they were the better team than the reigning Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl champion Green Bay Packers because the Packers were going for back to back. '98 team, who they beat in the
1: championship? Yeah, but it's also a matter of how they beat the, their opponents. It, they beat them the Dolphins, thirty-eight to three. They beat the Jets, twenty-three to ten, coming back on them because they were they were watching the NFC Championship game. Yeah, and they. Utterly destroyed the Falcons. Like See, the Falcons got some got some pity points but, at the end.
0: But to argue that and play devil's advocate with you, they beat the, the AFC West champion, Kansas City Chiefs. The Broncos did. They, actually, they beat the Jaguars, who there could have been a little nervousness of, oh, the Jaguars are back. You know, we remember what happened last season. They beat them. They dominate them. They're, that was the That was the Broncos beating the crap out of the Ravens type game sweet vengeance yeah it was sweet vengeance um and then you come back and you beat the you take down the AFC champion AFC West champion Kansas City Chiefs and then you take on the team who is supposed to be in the Super Bowl the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh you went on the road in Pittsburgh and beat Cordell Stewart and those Steelers and then you beat the the MVP and the reigning Super Bowl champion Green Bay Packers the Broncos in 99, 98, 99, they, they didn't face the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know if they beat that team. What do you think, Ty? Me either, because no one had an answer for that offense.
1: They had Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Randall Clinton, him throwing bombs. That, that would have been a heck of a
0: Super Bowl to watch. It would have been. I, I just, the Vikings were 15-1 and won that year. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a little nervousness. But, but, but my thing is,
1: with the 98 Broncos, it was the dominance they showed throughout the year. It was that the fact that they were established, that they cruised through the playoffs, that they were head and shoulders, the best team in their conference, and they it showed it, and they performed up to it, and they finished the mission.
0: Okay, well, I'll say this. we got a few minutes left. Let's compare the 98 Broncos, in your opinion, and this 2021 Avs team, the 22 champions. Who do you like more? Who is the best? Who is the better team? And for for all the marbles, who is the greatest Colorado sports team in, in Colorado sports history? The floor you, is yours.
1: You know, it's kind of hard because the 98 Broncos and the 21 Avs, they're kind of the same team. They're still like they were forced in fire. They knew they were the established team that cruised through the entire season. I mean, even numerically in points category, they're kind of the same team. Like they had a top three offense and a top 10 on defense. The ninety-eight Broncos had the second-best scoring offense and the eighth-best scoring defense, whereas the twenty-one Abs they had the third-best best offense and the seventh-best defense. Like, and there are so many parallels too. Key players missing time, huge winning streaks, dom- dominant in the playoffs. Like they, like they, give it to Same team. Who, who's who's better? But. To your point about the '99 versus '98, I think the 21abs take it because He's, they uh, had the tougher road in the playoffs. The Blues, they're former champions; they knew how to win. They they beat them. The Edmonton Oilers, they had two the best. Uh, they had the best offense in the playoffs. Swept them. Uh, uh yeah, and the Lightning, they faced the, the team looking to become a dynasty, and they
0: stopped it dead in its tracks yeah they start the, the AVs are starting their own legacy, and quite frankly, I, I, I'm with you 100 percent. I think this Colorado Avalanche team is the greatest Colorado team in sports in Colorado sports history because they were the favorites to to win it all at the beginning of the season. They dominated all season long. They didn't win the president's trophy, and that's fine because well, there's a yeah. jinx, so I, I threw that out the window,
1: not to mention. They were so dominant, they clinched the Western Conference with two weeks left. Yeah. Like, they punted on the rest of the season after they clinched the Western Conference on the 16th. Exactly. And they just
0: they just rested. They, they didn't need to have the most points. You knew who the best team was. They know where that route goes. Because they were still the favorites going into the playoffs. Yep. They then sweep the National Predators. They beat the St. Louis Blues, who are a tough team. They out-toughed them. They beat two of the best skill position players in the NHL. With the Edmonton Oilers, who yep. everyone claims is the best player in the world, quote-unquote, in Connor McDavid. Well, we got two guys better than your two guys. Yep. And Nathan McKinnon and Cale McCarr. And they and actually then, have guys supporting them. Exactly. They have to have a team. We have a team here in Colorado. Yep. Edmonton doesn't. They have two guys. That's it. That's it. Then they went on and beat the Brakes off Tampa Bay. Yeah. The were- series wasn't as as close as six games.
1: Yeah, because the Avs were clearly, clearly the better team throughout the entire series. They ran circles around these guys.
0: They ran circles around these guys. That is going to do it. But, hey, we got our sports today in sports history moment. We got just a couple seconds here. Today, in 1909, Ty, we're going way back. Way back. The first unassisted triple play in Major League Baseball was made by Cleveland Indian shortstop Neil Ball in a game against Boston. Hell of a name. Heck of a name. Neil Ball, he had the first-ever unassisted triple play. He, who else had a, uh, an unassisted triple play? Who would that be? Troy Whiskey. <laughs> Troy Whiskey. My boy, Troy Tulewinski. Uh hmm. Years ago, he had, uh, I, I can remember to this day, there's a line drive to him. He put the guy, tagged second base, threw the guy out at first. And, and he was wearing the white stripes uh, sleeveless jersey.
1: Is it the same jersey that's hanging out, out there just outside the room? Not,
0: not the one outside the studio because that's the full sleeves and everything. This mm. one was the sleeveless white ones with the black undershirt. Oh, man, I miss those. That's back when the Rockies looked... They looked cool. Now they got license place jerseys. But that is going to do it for us here on this episode of the Producers Podcast. That is Ty Fuji. My name is Kevin Kisser. We will talk to you guys next time right here on Denver Sports Station. Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan and DenverFan.com.